Alright, hello gamers, and welcome to the Super Ultra Podcast Arcade bonus episode. This is the Game of the Year episode, which we're calling it this year the Half-Ass Game of the Year Awards. Because we we didn't play enough games that came out in 2020. So we're going to do something special. We're going to have a list of games that we thought... If we had played them, they will be on our game of the year list. So, some of the games we did play, that's that's on our list. But I think quite a few of them we haven't played. Or didn't play mm-hmm. enough of. To justify being on a real traditional game of the year, yes. But we was like, fuck it. Whatever. <laughs> we're just going to... We're going to have a list, make a list of games that, hey, if we played them, they would have been our game of the year. Uh, for 2020. Uh, so that's why we call it half-ass. It's not a real true traditional game of the year list, but hey, we're just gonna put one out there because everybody does one anyway. So it's like, who cares? And hey, it's the internet. You don't think so. all those people play all those games anyway, right, Dominic? Exactly. Not even play all those games. And plus, it's the internet, so it's like, hey. People hate stuff they don't play, and people love stuff they don't play. And that's how, that's what people do. So we're just you're right. Doing- Next week we need to make a bonus pod for worst games of the year from last year that we have not played. Yeah, exactly. There's shits down a notch. So we're gonna go down the list. We're gonna start with ten going up, and like uh, we're gonna do a rotation um, to sit, talk about each one. So. Alright, so yeah, okay, I just fixed my list. So now you can start with your number 10. So, what's the number 10 game you got, Dan? So, my number 10 was Paper Mario The Origami King, kind of the only big release from Nintendo this year on the Switch that, that really caught my attention in any way. Uh, like, there was a while there where you and I were talking about Animal Crossing, and after it came out, I very quickly was like, yeah, I've never really been that into an Animal Crossing game. I don't I don't know why this one I was like leading into it like, ooh, Animal Crossing. And I think, honestly, I kind of do that with all the Animal Crossings. Like, oh, hey, Animal Crossing. And then I never buy them or play them. Um, this one, may, the, this Animal Crossing seems like it might be a little more, you know, interesting because of the like, Terraforming oh, stuff. But why are we talking about um, Animal Crossing? I thought you said Paper I, Mario. I was, I was getting back to it, Dominic. Sorry. Oh, okay. <laughs> I went in a different direction. Um, yeah. But Paper Mario, I, I think it looks really cool. The battle system with the weird rotating disc situation that you do, I think is really clever. And it sounds like it, it's pretty interesting as far as like the way you kind of line up shots and can almost like one hit battles sometimes. Um, the paper Mario series, the humor for me has always been very cutesy and I, I like it a lot. Um, overall, I just think this would, would have been a really cool game on the switch. Um, and especially coming out of Nintendo this year where we haven't really seen a lot of, of stuff come from them. You know, one of the drier years for them. Yeah, I, I just didn't know if that would be... I mean, that's a game I want to play eventually, but 
just like I didn't I had a chance to play the color splash or whatever it's called on um the Wii U. Uh and I just didn't and I never got I never got into it. I do like the hand I like the handheld games of those type mm. of RPGs. The Mario uh, Luigi. The Mario yeah, uh but it's I don't know. I don't know if think I'm thinking like even if I had a chance to play it, I probably wouldn't have, wouldn't have played it. That's why I didn't put it on my mm-hmm. game of the year. I felt like I would have if I played. I was I was going to play these games of 2020. I wouldn't. If I had to choose between those, like all those games, that I, that would have missed it only because I didn't have a chance. I didn't have time to play a game like that, or I wouldn't have given mm-hmm. enough time to. Because so I would have been given. I would put too much time into those other games that. That the other big games 2020. That's the only reason I probably wouldn't have it on my list. I felt like that's why because I was thinking about that game too. I was like, yeah, this is a game I probably would like, but compared to the games I have on my list and then potential games I would have tried out, I was like, ah, I don't know. Uh, I probably it probably maybe it wouldn't make my top ten. Um, maybe it would have, but who knows? We don't know because we didn't do it. We didn't blame. <laughs> it's just, all right. So I guess I'll go to my number ten. So my number ten game is Streets of Rage Four, and this is a game I actually played. Uh, Streets of Rage Four was is a brawler, a sequel to uh, the Sega Genesis games that came out years ago, a long time ago, on the Genesis. Uh, it was a co-op beat 'em up game, very fun. Uh, I like the certain moves you can use. Uh, pretty, um, I mean. It's your basic beat 'em up, but it was it was mm-hmm. great. It was one of the best ones, and they did a really great job of giving homage to those games, like keeping it feel like those games, but something new. I like the art style and having online co op, which seems that shouldn't be a big deal, but apparently that is because some games don't <laughs> don't have online co op that you would think think would. Uh, even though I do. Uh, have to discredit them on not having four player online co op that you have to only play couch co op. So I was, don't like that. That apparently I don't know why they couldn't implement that, but whatever. But other than that, um, it was good variety. Um, it was also uh, a good lengthy game. It's not. I'm gonna call it for a beat 'em up. It I think it was a great length. It wasn't too short and it wasn't too long, and it was fun. I played with my friends multiple times in this game. We played together um, during the summer. And it was like, man, this was great. And hey, plus being on Game Pass definitely did help because, uh, I mean, I think I still would have picked them up. But it makes it's actually getting me to think, like, hey, I might one day, maybe it was on sale on the Switch. I'll pick it up on the Switch because this game is, I mean, it's fun. I, I still, um, still wouldn't mind playing it. And mm. it's, um, I like the variety of characters. I like also how they have the. The classic characters coming in too. That looked that's pretty cool and having their different moves and supers. Yeah, they did a good job with this game. Like I want to see a sequel now. Like I really want to see a sequel out of this studio um, on this game because right now this is probably uh, for what I played. Like one of the top brawlers in recent years that I played. Now my friend he did finally said he tried a Guacamole too, so he wants to play that. So I say, okay, I'll play that with you definitely, because I didn't play that. But yeah, but 
But see, yeah, I didn't play enough Guacamelee to compare to this. I would say Guacamelee. I mean, I, I played Guacamelee 1. I did like it better. The Streets of Wage. Uh, but it was different. Guacamelee is, is different, you know. It's not really a brawler. Oh, yeah, uh, but but as a much typical brawler, Streets of Wage is probably the best one out there in recent years. Uh, there's a few ones out there I haven't tried. But uh, right now, yeah, this game... Uh, this game is great. Like I was looking forward to it, and it turned out to be pretty good. So I guess we now we're moving to our number nine. So what you got for your number nine? All right, so I got Ghost of Tsushima. Uh, this is a game that I was excited about leading up to its release, and then maybe a little more apprehensive about it once I started hearing people kind of compare it to just older style open world games, ones that were more collectathony. Um, which actually does kind of fall in line with my interests. Uh, I, I like a game where I can just, you know, sometimes turn it on and not want to necessarily play the main story stuff and just go around the map. And especially if they point me at things like here, you, you're, you're powerful enough to just go to this spot as quickly as you want. Um, now it's lower on my list because, uh, a lot of the things I hear, like the combat is kind of iffy. Um, and, and that's where I'm kind of like a little apprehensive about playing it. I mean, I, I foresee myself playing this at some point in the future. I don't know, maybe if I get a PlayStation five or something and I'm like, I want to see how this runs on there. Um, but for the most part, it, it looks really cool. It sounds like the story is very interesting um it's just visually beautiful i and i like open world games so one of these days i'll get around to playing that but just not this year dominic just not this year yeah well, the, last year i guess the the problems you said about that game is why i don't have it on my list at all um mm-hmm. it's because even though i like open world games i just that what i've seen hasn't sold me on this is a game that i will really appreciate it as much as I thought I would initially when I first heard about mm-hmm. the game. Like, the gameplay stuff I've seen, it looks... I mean, to me, it looks boring compared to games that I played that was like it. That When I look at games like Assassin's Creed, it looks more lively. Like, compared to that, it looks boring to me. Maybe I would mm-hmm. like it. Like If I tried it out, maybe I would ch- totally change. But I'm just saying, for what I watched on YouTube... And things of that nature, I was like, "This is." I don't know if this will be a game in my top ten. I mean, I probably like it, but I, I don't think this will be as good as Odyssey to be. But maybe it is. I'm just saying, it, like what I've seen has not sold me on it. That I will take it over those other games. So that's that's the only mm-hmm. reason because I was thinking about that game too, and I was like, "Yeah, Darren, I wouldn't put it on top." And I heard the story. I heard story. I, I heard mixed things on. Yeah. So that's really what's got me. Because I was like, man, the story was great. Then it, I think I, maybe I would have put this on. But I heard so many mixed things on the story, mixed uh, like uh, the quality. I mean, of it that sounds like it, there's some like weird characterizations, especially around the way players re- or characters react to like your player, your gameplay choices. Like, Oh, if you're more stealthy then these characters are going to like, like, Oh, that's not cool that you're disrespecting the code yet. Here you are like murdering millions of people 
and that's fine as long as you do it face to face and stuff like that. Seems kind of weird. Yeah. So that's the reason why it didn't come on my list. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess I'll talk about my number nine. My number nine game is Hyper Warriors Two. Uh, well, I did. I didn't play. Beat. I didn't complete the game. I'm still early on. Just played probably mm-hmm. like three or four stages. But this is a game I feel like would have been on my top ten because I love warrior games and. This game is like one of the best versions of that type of game. So I was like, yeah, this game probably would definitely be on my top 10 if I had completed this year. Uh, I love the the combat uh, is is great. It's uh, it, I love the implementation of the Breath of the Wild uh, mechanics and how to implement it in the warrior style of using it, of using them is and if it, it, it feels great, like first I wasn't used to it, but once I got used to um, using the different power moves, I was like, okay, I I get in the hang of this, and it it's just fun. It just feels good just to destroy all so many enemies and switching characters because not in all not in all warrior games you switch characters. Sometimes you just stay as your same character, the character you picked. Uh, but uh, I know they did this in the last. The previous Hyrule Warriors? You know what? I don't know if they did that in the first Hyrule Warriors. I could just switch characters on the fly. I know they did that for Fire Emblem Warriors. But I don't remember for the first one. But I do like... I always like that. I can switch and go different places on the map. And tell just like a Fire Emblem where I can tell, hey, I want you to go over this area to fight to destroy this base while I'll go over here and destroy it. You sort of can do that um, here also. Well, you can do that here also. Um, and, yeah, I like it because if I want to switch back to them and control them to destroy that base, I can take care of that. So we all have to be all bunched up together. It is, it's, it's a cool way to add a little strategy element to this game. And, yeah, um, the look of the game, the the art style they use, because it's the Breath of the Wild star, and it looks great. It looks really oh, yeah. good. And I... It really makes you think, like, during this game was on a little more powerful system, like how good it will look with mm-hmm. that art style. Uh, Let me tell you about how Microsoft and Xbox, or Microsoft and Nintendo should team up again, Dominic. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe the Switch Pro. Maybe the Switch Pro will finally do that, Dan. Maybe they yeah. will finally do it. But, yeah, it's, um... The, yeah, the game, yeah. This is, I, this will be, I believe this will be my, one of my top tens. Um, if I did a true top 10 this year. You got anything to say? It's a game. Yeah, it's a game that I was surprised at how much I enjoyed from playing the demo. And then I was glad you picked it up um, so I could put a little more time into it. But it's still not something that would have necessarily been something I searched out and purchased. Um, It seems like a really cool game, just not something that, you know, over the other games I have on my list, I, w- I would have chosen to play. Yeah, your list sucks, or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Dan. So, yes, move on to our number eight. So, what you got for your number eight? All right, Dominic. So, kind of in the vein of my number nine, Assassin's Creed Valhalla. So, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, from what I've heard, is basically like the slightly more improved version of 
Ghost of Tsushima. Like, I mean, obviously it's, it's different in ways, but it's extremely similar in a lot of other ways. You know, it's an open world game kind of in the similar fashion, but also follows more in the vein of one of the newer Assassin's Creed's that is, you know, like an Odyssey or um, uh, Origins, where it's it's more of almost an action gamey thing than it is, you know, just an open world with hints of stealth, which the original Assassin's Creed games were. Um, a lot of the stuff that I'm hearing about, like the story beats, especially as it relates to the overall Assassin's Creed universe, actually has me very intrigued where they're actually going to go with that stuff. It seems like they're in the kind of wild territory again of melding it all together with that stuff. Um, So I'm intrigued by that. I think just gameplay-wise, even Origins and Odyssey are games that I would really like to, if I had the time, revisit um, or, well, visit for the first time in the case of Origins and spend any real amount of time on for, for Odyssey. Um, and I think a lot of the, the other stuff that they've added for this, like ransacking villages and stuff, sounds sounds kind of neat. So I, I was intrigued by this game. Um, not one that's you know necessarily at the top of my list, but I have enjoyed Assassin's Creed as a series for a long time, and I think I could get a whole lot of enjoyment out of this one if I had played it this past year. Yeah. Um, this game I would, I have on my list at number four because okay. I, yeah, that's what I was thinking when I go to Shishima, I felt like this was a better version of that. So I was like, mm-hmm. yeah. And then I enjoyed, I enjoyed Odyssey, even though I know this is the origins guys, but for what I read, I mean, I read on this game is that it, is really done well. I say I, I can see myself enjoying this game and getting lost in this world and playing it and doing a lot of extra things, even the stuff that's probably not fun, <laughs> just doing it anyway. Yeah, like I can see myself definitely getting lost in this game. And I always, yeah, I heard the story, like you say about the story beats. I, I feel like, yeah, that is, does deal with the the lore a, lo- a little bit more. And yeah, I'm curious about that. And I'm curious. The story seemed like it's all right. It seemed like it's a, a pretty decent story that. Uh, I'm more interested in. Uh, I'm more um, interested in how they go. They go about doing that, and the whole thing of you, like managing your village or your clan or whatever of that nature mm-hmm. they have in that game. That's like, oh, I could see myself getting lost in that. Also, so yeah, I could like that's a game I do want to try out is Assassin's Creed Valhalla, and because I felt like yeah, I really enjoyed that game, and yeah, I had it up there at number four. Um, on my list, so I guess I can cross that mm-hmm. one out since we talked about it. Uh, so I guess I can say my number eight. Uh, my number eight would be Carry On, uh, okay. uh, which is the alien Metroidvania game where you play as this alien blob that kills um, your uh, captures, I guess, or uh, people in your facility, and I guess you're trying to escape. I haven't completed the game. I played... Um, I'm still at the beginning portion of the game, but I played a good bit, uh, and it's fun. I mean, it's just fun going through that game and just eating enemies and um, <laughs> kill, get, um, the way you can kill them and scare the shit out of them and stuff like that, how they scream. 
it just it, it feels again how you get powerful as you eat them, like you get powerful and that nature. And the and, and the um, variety of ways of you traversing around the level, how you just attach to the walls, you go through vents, and how you uh, also figure out puzzles. And this and, and I mean I also like that it's done in this Metrovania way, you know, not like in like a regular third person action you're killing back. Because I mean I've done that before, mm-hmm. but in, in this way, if yeah, I like because it really makes it so you have to like, oh man, I have to figure out okay, what's the best way for me to get out of this portion of the level? And this there's sometimes there's multiple ways. Sometimes there's multiple ways. If you want to take, you could take an action approach if you can survive. You know, go right to them if they're shooting at you. Or you can, like, distract them. Like, I might throw something and they'll come. And then I'll go another location and then grab them or something of that nature. So, yeah, they this game is was a surprise. Because I, I remember seeing it. But actually, after playing it, I was like, oh, man, this game is fun. This is fun as hell. Mm-hmm. Um, I just got to find time to play it because there's so many damn games that I, I do want to yeah. finish it. But, yeah, but this game is definitely... Is up there like this one? I think it's the game you will like. I'm just surprised. Oh you yeah, really absolutely. It. I'm I'm definitely intrigued by it. It's one of those things like I have Game Pass, and I'll even go as far as like downloading some games when we're talking about them. I'll think about it during the podcast or something, and I'll I'll download them, and then I just never play them. Like Spirit Fair looked cool as shit, and I'm not even sure that's on Game Pass anymore. I think that might have left now, and I'm like, what the hell am I doing? <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, it sucks. I mean, I mean, it's just it's Tom. That. It's Tom. He doesn't have Tom. Yeah. <laughs> but go ahead. It, is it like a left stick, right stick thing? Like your right stick controls your tentacles or something like that? I forget, man, because I ain't played okay. since the summer. Uh, hmm. I forget. I I think the triggers, like, I think you've, if you hold uh, okay. the, the triggers help to grab, too. Mm-hmm. Um, Like, you have to hold on to the wall. Like, I think if you let go, you fall. Like, uh, Octodad kind of thing almost. Yeah, where it's but, like, but but that is that hard to control. No, Octodad, it was yeah. like yeah, it's that hard. Like Octodad was purposely like weird yeah, controls. Nah, but yeah, this is not that. Yeah, it's not like oh, it just or, feels um, really grow weird. home. I guess is more of a inappropriate. Like just the way you you're using like left and right triggers to control independent kind of tendrils or something. Yeah, like yeah, that. yeah. I can see. Yeah, that. yeah. that's definitely that's one that I, I definitely want to check out. I mean. I don't even think about it. Like, I, I don't know if I forgot that it was a Metroidvania or just don't think about it. Like, I see it and I'm thinking, like, oh, kind of linear 2D action thing. And then every time you say Metroidvania, like, it, it, it tingles that thing in my brain where I'm like, why am I not playing this game right now? What am I doing? What's going on? <laughs> That's also, like, I, I think there's this thing in my head where it's, like, a game like that I would really like to play on the Switch but it's free on game pass. So there's these like two conflicting things in my head where it's like, well, I want to play it on the switch, but I'm not going to buy it on the switch because I already own it technically on the PC, but I'm not going to play it on the PC because that's not really where I want to play it. And then I just like talk myself out of playing it instead of just sitting down and spending the fucking hour that I could have, <laughs> you know, that like my two sides of the brain are like conflicting. You know, I find myself doing that. Like, I spend so much, well, that's part of my problem with like not having played so many games. And even before I had a kid, that was an issue that I had. But I think now more so, at least I have heard an excuse where it's like, 
I can sit down and I can watch a YouTube video or something like that while also paying attention to her because most of the time, one, it's not like active. It's a a very passive activity and also it's YouTube. So it doesn't really matter whether I'm paying attention to it or not. Whereas like a television show or a movie, I, I feel like I need to pay more attention to. And then like video games are active. So I have to be like actively paying attention to them. So I, I don't like doing that when I should be paying attention to my daughter. So there's like, you know, the times when I can pass her off to my wife or something like that and actually put some time in like I have over these past couple of months with control. But like, it's very much like trying to balance all these things. And then obviously like the weird shittiness in my brain where it's like, Oh, I can just come home and not do anything at all and throw on a YouTube video instead of playing this game that I would really like to play. I'm very bad at managing my time is basically what I'm saying, Dominic. So oh, okay. <laughs> the, the roundabout way of getting to, to the point I was trying to make. All right. So I guess we get into our number seven games on the list. So what right. you got for your number seven? So I got Hades and especially now, like this past week, giant bomb has been doing their game of the year award stuff. And I'm, not at their actual game of the year awards part yet. They always do like categories beforehand, but there's a lot of talk of Hades already from them. There's been so much talk about Hades over this past year about how good it is. Even people talking about it, like in comparison to Spelunky too, because they have similarities, they're roguelikes. Um, and you know, we've talked about it in the past. The art style of that game is beautiful. Um, both the character designs of like the little messages that they pop up where it's like hand drawn stuff. And then also the actual gameplay. Um, it's a game that reminds me a lot of binding of Isaac and I really liked that game. So I could see myself falling into this game very easily. It's another one where it's like, Oh, do I want to play it on the switch? But I've heard maybe there's some slowdown on the switch but that's probably where I would like to pick it up just so I can pick it up, play a play a run or two, and then, you know, put it down. That's one thing. I'm not entirely sure, like, how long the runs in this game are. Are they, like, Spelunky, where you can finish the thing in, like, 20 minutes? Or is it, like, a more sustained thing? Um, but overall, it, it looks really cool. Uh, the music sounds like it's very good from what I've been hearing from these Game of the Year podcasts. And also just you know, having dialogue for like every instance, I think we talked about in the past, but there being like hundreds of hours of, of different dialogue that they recorded for this game, I think is really cool. Um, it's one of those ones that just like, eventually I'm going to get there, but just other things have come along. And, you know, it's also one of those games where it's like, Oh, well it's like, I think you can find it for like $15 on sale, but it's like, Oh, do I want to get it cheaper than that? But normally it's like $24 or something like that. And that's not that much, but also, you know, just, there's a lot of fucking just (laughs) excuses in my brain, Dominic, for why I don't play some of these games. Um, but yeah, Hades looks awesome. I'm very excited about getting around to that game. One of these days. Yeah. Um, I got Hades as my number two game on my list. Very nice. Cause I, I, um, yeah, seeing and the only reason I put it number two, I heard it is because a lot of people love it. So I feel like I'm just gonna okay. love it too. 
So I'm going to put it at number two. I mean, two. You, you've kind of fallen down the, the roguelike hole this year, Dominic. Uh, yeah. You know? So you're, just, you're on board a little bit. Maybe not with the same games that I am, but like we're in the same category here. Because, well, this is a roguelike that actually has a story. And mm-hmm. I, I was like, oh, that I mean, a, a decent story from what I heard. So I was like, well, I like stories. I love stories and games. I hear everybody's loving it. Yeah, I, I think that it can scratch the itch of these roguelike games. But it looks like it's really fun that people, like people who, who even don't like roguelikes, they even the people were saying that even if you don't like mm-hmm. roguelikes, some people are really loving this game. So I was like, okay, I'm not a big roguelike fan, but I do like Neon Abyss, and I like some uh, some of these other games that I played recently, Dead Cells. Uh, and yeah. so. Yeah, and then I looked at the game. I was like, yeah, it looks all right. It looks like a pretty damn good game. And so I said, I, I, I'm going to have to try this game. Yeah, this year, I'm going I'm going to try this game sometime this year. Yeah, I, said, I figured, like, you know what? This might be, I think this, I'm looking at it, it's like this might be one of those big hits that I didn't expect. If I had played it, it would have been up there as one of my top games. So I put that at number two. I put it at number two. Uh, really, I put it high at number two because pe- how people were saying they had it for the game of the year. So I was like, mm-hmm. I, maybe I would have said the same thing. I yeah. probably would have said the same thing. It would be close to that for me. All right. So what are, were we at? Number seven? Yep. So my number seven game of the year is The Legend of Heroes Trails of Cold Steel 4. Uh, because I, I really like that series, even though I haven't even played three yet. But I was going to say, this is going to be my number. <laughs> this is going to be in my top ten somewhere, probably. So yeah. let me put it down here. Yeah, I mean, ain't really much for me to say. I only put it up here because I like the series, so I just figured mm-hmm. it will be on my list. I, w- I don't think it would have been in like my top five, so I had to find some place to put it, so I said seven. I said seven would be fine for me. So there you go. So what's your um, number six game? My number six is Ori and the Will of the Wisps. This kind of similar to your Legend of Heroes 3 and 4 situation. Like, I played Ori 1, but didn't ever beat it. But I thought it was fantastic. It's just one of those games that I really enjoyed and then kind of fell off of. Um, Metroidvania, obviously, you know, Ticks one of those boxes. Beautiful hand-drawn art takes another one. Um, and from what I'm hearing of this one is the gameplay is an improvement over even that first one, which I thought was was perfectly fine. You know, I hear a lot of people talking about how the combat in this one is much improved. And I I don't remember the first one being bad necessarily. I also don't expect it be you know, don't remember it being incredible, but Honestly, like a Super Metroid, I'm just like shooting my little beam. It got people. I'm not. <laughs> it's not anything that's mind blowing as far as combat goes. So, you know, I don't necessarily expect anything too crazy. But yeah, I, I think this is a really cool game. Some of the story stuff that I've heard about is, has been very touching. Um, so I'm I'm very very interested in that game. That's another one that's like. That's that's the wild thing about my list is like most of them are things that I have access to either via Game Pass or, you know, I I I, I just have you know I purchased at some point I just haven't been able to to make the time or I've run into some other issue and this is another one you know or even the Will of the Wisp is available on Game Pass I just need to you know get my shit together and play it Dominic so yeah 
Um, yeah, I mean, I played a little bit of it, and, and I, I enjoyed what I played of it. Like, I, I really like what I played <laughs> of it, too. Um, I should play enough of it. And, I mean, it's a, it's a great game. It, I mean, it is a great game. It's just probably not my top game, but that's it. I mean, it's <laughs> not to say there's anything bad about the game. It's just, like, my personal top ten. Yeah. Just, it wouldn't be up there. Though, I think I believe I had the first Ori on my top. 10 or 5, whatever list we had. I recall correctly, yeah. I think I did have that. And you know what? Or I think really was, maybe it would have. Maybe it would have been if I completed it. But I had stopped. I had stopped. Just stopped playing it. Because I was like, I wanted to go back and play the first one again. And then I just never did that. So, my number, what number are we on, man? We are on number 6. Okay, that was your number 6, was Ori. Okay, so my number 6 is Neon Abyss. Neon Abyss, this is a surprise game. It was on game pass so i figured hey let me try this game i didn't know what it was i just yeah uh, and then i saw like oh it's a roguelike game and i was like okay i probably won't like it but i ended up loving it i ended up loving this game this i mean this it's a shooter roguelike shooter so i do like the, sh- the shooting feels good i really enjoy it and just collecting um loot man it just gets so addicting and it gets it's just fun it's just so fun doing it and Really, me losing, if I lose or die, I know it's something I did. Or, mm-hmm. I mean, some things are random. Some things are random because you might pick up a loot that makes it like, oh, yeah, you're powerful, but you lose hearts or something like that. So it's like, oh, it makes things harder for me. Uh, but it is fun. It's like some of the loot you get, it makes you so powerful or whatever. I feel like I can take on the world. But then I get to the boss and... I don't try to dodge. I feel like, hey, I'm super powerful. I can just uh, brute force this boss and just kill it. And then he ends up just, <laughs> you know, taking me out. And I say, oh, if I would have just at least dodged something, I would have got past it. It's on me. But the game is fun as hell. The stages are all unique. I mean, because, like, just like in Rogue Lights, you know, certain Rogue Lights, you know, you go to different stages, they'll random generate it. And the bosses are funny. I mean, you know, you have certain bosses that, like, they look like Ronald McDonald or something, and he's just right. shooting out, nice. like, burgers. Or, I mean, he's he doing something with food and things of that nature. You got to kill. You got, like, a TV monster. Uh, I'm trying to remember the other ones. I can't remember. But, yeah, it's the game is great. I mean, it's a long way to go for me. I mean, even though I beat certain worlds but you know it's you gotta fight these big it's like each world has its own boss and so it's i think i beat two of them and i'm on the mm-hmm. third one right now and i unlocked about what i think i locked a third character right? i think i locked a third character you start out with two i like the third one but i'm still sticking with the girl she because she seems like she's more my pace because mm-hmm. she's easier she has more hearts um than the other guys um, but so yeah, that's more of my pace with that game. But yeah, this game it, it's fun as hell. Like it's a good pick up and play. Like if this is on a Switch, it'd definitely be easier for me to play it even more if it was on a Switch. Uh, I know that. But yeah, I wish you, I wish you could transfer saves over or something like that. Where it was like, hey, transfer your saves from your PC or your Xbox, so I can just start from there. I'll start from the beginning. But the game, yeah, the game is great. All right, so. What we got? We got our number five. This is our top five now. So what's your number five, Dan? Number five, another one available in Game Pass now. It wasn't originally, but Doom Eternal. I loved that original Doom 2016. And 
from everything that I hear, this one is, is pretty much more of the same. And I don't necessarily take that as a bad thing. You know, you've talked about that past couple of weeks or month or so about playing that. And it just sounds so cool. I love the fast paced action of that game. Well, the original, and I think the improvements of like the grappling hook and stuff like that. And this one, I think just, you know, we'll put that on the next level and, and boost it up the list for me. So I'm excited to play that game. Well, Doom is my number three game on my list. That game is it's fun as hell. I mean, mm-hmm. they really improved on their first one. I mean, like in almost every way, like they've done some improvements. I can't think of like a really a downside. Maybe, maybe as far as maybe if you want to say story, but I don't pay attention to the story, so I don't know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but. I mean, just at with the way they add the chainsaw and like and the um the different the that different guns that the sword huh? What'd you say? And that like shoulder flamethrower thing. Yeah, too. the so yeah, the shoulder flamethrower that that's cool. Um, also the different weaponry like I love the shotgun pull like the shotgun with the uh, chain. That like kind of almost like scorpion chain that pulls you into the enemy and shit like that. Mm. Uh, it that game is just so fun. Like it's so fun and hectic. Like it just keeps you going. The adrenaline is just always there. And just that's how it was in the first game, and this one it keeps it up. And like I was just so addicted to really like playing that. Like I always wanted to play it. And like even when I finish, I finish a level. I mean, and the levels are long, so I feel like man, I, I this was great. I mean, I can take a break. But I know the next day or a few hours later, I was like, oh, yeah, let me do it through a level again. And I didn't mind mm-hmm. going back to the same levels to get the extra stuff. Like, if I missed something, to go back on it. That was fun. Even though I don't like that, I wish um, it was something. Uh, I forgot what it was. It's like the teleport points or something, like checkpoints yeah, or something. the checkpoints right, won't stay. Have... Even after you complete the level, if you want to go back, you got to start over again. Which I think is like, come on, I've already completed the level. I don't care if you put the enemies back there, but at least let me teleport to the areas um, that I've been to. Because I already be, I already played this already. Yeah. But other than that, it, it's the game is great. I love the hub world they got there that plays homage to all past Dooms and Quake. even And mm-hmm. um, I think Original Wolfenstein also. So, oh, it, nice. yeah, it's... Yeah, that game was done very well. That game was great. Uh, I mean, I know a lot of people, I mean, I guess compared to the first one, I mean, it's better, but it's like some people felt like it's maybe it's more the same, but I, I don't know. I'm okay with that for me. For me, I'm okay with that. It This this game was awesome. So that's why I was my number three. Yeah, and hearing you talk about it, you know, even not being as big a fan of the first game and hearing you praise this one, I think, you know, kind of made me even more excited for it because I really liked that first game and the thought that this one's even better is like, hell yeah. All right. Uh, so that was your number five. So my number five is, is on your list. So yeah. I got the Miles Morales Spider-Man. Yeah, and I've um, got it as number one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's ridiculous. Oh, but anyway. Just, How dare you? <laughs> Yeah, the game the game is, is is it's a great game. I mean, I think I'm surprised. Uh, well, I'm not really surprised because Insomniac is a great studio. But I mean, how much game? I'm not surprised at how much game it is because they make it uh, like it is a. 
it is a side story, so it's not it's not as big as the first one. But I feel like I'm, I got mm. enough game here, so I'm I'm kind of eating my words because I was really upset with like man, this game had to be full price, and how they going to sell this game as like a a full game for the PS5 and showing it off? That's like what the hell? Yeah. But but it does. It I mean to me, it's a good size game. It's a good size game. It's a lot of game here. It's a lot of things to do. It's not as big as the original Spider Man, but. Maybe I am close to the end. If I am close to the end, I'm still not going to down it for this. I think it's still enough, a good enough game here. Uh, but I don't know. I mean, maybe $40, $30 range is good. Uh, $50, I think it is. Maybe it's a bit of a stretch. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, but it. I think there's a lot of extra stuff in here, like a lot of side quests. There are, I mean, I feel like I'm really doing a lot of side quests in here. Um, so yeah, the game, like there's plenty of game. Like I said, plenty of game here. Like I said, like a billion times. But <laughs> the uh, I, what I really love is just the the style of the game, like Miles Morales himself, the way he swings, like he's different from Peter Parker. They really um, they really got that down. Like, defined him as his own Spider Man. Like, it's not just a skin. They didn't just do that. Like, the way he swings, the way he flips, the way he fights is different from what Peter Peter is. Uh, and the story, like with this character, it really feels a little like an authentic type of character. Uh, like a person of who he is, who is black and Latino. Mm-hmm. So. I definitely like that aspect of it. Um, they they really do well with the story, just like they did with um, Peter Parker Spider Man. The story is still written great. I like it. The, the villains all right. The enemies are pretty good. I mean, though it's not like some, I know there were some complaints about like the variety, uh, like with the main villains, but it's a shorter game, so I understand. This is like a, just a short. Um. Uh, shorter story so i don't know i because in my mind i look at it that way and it it, it's not a problem for me so i understand why the enemies are what they are even though i think spider-man enemies eventually i mean they weren't changing too much uh yeah uh but but i mean when they got to sable like with sable you saw fighting her people there was a little difference because she had yeah you there were i mean you had different more thugs like you did have the what were the um, Chinese men called? What were, oh, I can't remember. Uh, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. yeah, you had them. You had Sable. You had the regular thugs, but it was a big, a larger story too with Spider Man. This, you know, it's yeah. a shorter story, so you're only going to get like two guys. You got these two groups that you're fighting, and I, I'm okay with that. Yeah, as uh, long as there's a variety in those camps, you know, a heavy and a. A quicker thing and maybe a more agile yeah. thing. Like I don't. The costumes look great. I also I like the Spider Verse one. Um, the one where it actually makes it look like you're moving in the Spider Verse. That's mm-hmm. awesome. Uh, it, yeah, the game. They did a really great job with this game. Uh, like I really enjoyed it. Uh, and like anybody who's liked the first Spider Man should definitely pick it up. Like it's definitely worth. It's definitely worth to play. It's definitely worth to play mm-hmm. and. It still looks good on the basic PS4. I mean, Spider-Man looked good. I mean, this looks good. So, and then when I look at how it looks on the PS5, I'm like, man, it looks that damn incredible. It's amazing. Yeah. That I think it's still doing on have it on both. 
Oh, you got anything to say since this was your number one game? Yeah, I mean, Spider-Man, the, the first one, was my number one game for that year, and I think this is just kind of a continuation of that, is is seeing that it's more of the same of that, and I enjoyed that game so much. But also with a unique style of its own, and it ended up being more of a game from all accounts than maybe I was originally anticipating it being. You know, there was a lot of worry when it was first announced that, oh, this is just maybe like a little DLC kind of expansion thing. But it sounds like it came out as a relatively substantial thing. And, you know, even from listening to what I was saying earlier, finding time to actually play these games, honestly, something that's maybe around this length is more of a good thing to me than it is a bad thing at this point in my life. So... Yeah, I'm excited to play that game at some point. I I think the biggest issue in me not playing it last year was just that I had started Control right before it came out, and I was kind of committing myself to playing Control because I knew if I stopped at some point, I would never start playing that game again. And it's not anything to speak to the quality of Control, but... That's just unfortunately the way things go with me, whether it's I buy another game and I move on to that or, you know, something else. Um, And I really wanted to see control through to the end. So I, you know, didn't make the time for Spider-Man that I originally thought I was going to, because honestly, I thought, you know, the week that comes out, I was going to play it and be done with it and, you know, rank it up on my list somewhere having actually played it, but and I just never made that time last year. So at some point this year, I'll, I'll get into that possibly, you know, soon because now I'm done with control or at least done the main story of control. I'm not entirely sure what direction I'm going to go in. I've, you know, got Jedi fallen order and a couple other things kind of in the queue and we'll see how it goes. All right. So I guess we're moving on to our number four game. So what's your number four game? Because I already yeah, said so my, my number, number four, four <laughs> is Spelunky 2. It's a game that I got this year and played a little bit of. Um, but I've, I've talked about it a million times if you listen to the podcast. Normally, I, it's just a game that playing on something other than a Vita or a Switch where I can just pick it up and play it just kind of doesn't hit me in the same way. And in combination with the way I experienced it where differently from the way I experienced the first one, trying to come into this with less knowledge about the game, as opposed to the first one, which I was brought into the game by watching other people play it and, and kind of getting, getting more knowledge about it and understanding how the gameplay worked. Um, I think I did myself a disservice. And I think once that game comes out on the switch this year, it's probably just going to be over for me the same way it, it was once I really got into the original game on the Vita, just, you know, something that basically I leave on all the time. Like I'm, I'm kind of concerned about other games that come out on the switch because you know, how I am like, I, I leave a game running and I don't, you know, I don't switch between games a lot. Um, so we'll see if that turns out to be true. And, and if I actually, uh, you know, am right about my my half-ass prediction list here. Um, see if that hits me the way I 
hopefully expect it to. Okay. You keep going, man. I, I, you got to keep going until I get to number one. <laughs> All right. So my number three is Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 and 2. Uh, really the only game on the list that I spent any substantial amount of time with this year. Um, but it was exactly what I needed this year. It was just a straight shot of nostalgia right into my veins um, while also being a much needed improvement. It's not to say that those games aren't good, but I'll be honest with you revisiting those games. If I played just those games nowadays, I would, I would be kind of iffy about them because a lot of the moves that they added in like Tony Hawk three and four that, allow you to keep these combos going and the and these you know lines you know manuals and reverts and things like that racking up huge scores just weren't there in those games um but being able to explore those environments that i do remember and spending a lot of spent a lot of time in i can't tell you like thinking about the school and trying to make the, that one certain jump where you're like trying to go in from the courtyard to the roof. Like I, I spent fucking hours trying to do that <laughs> some days on the PC back when I was younger. Um, so yeah, it, it was just perfect. Uh, you know, it kind of goes hand in hand with the news we were talking about on the previous podcast that, you know, that, vicarious visions the developer of this is kind of going away um and it's just you know it's a little disappointing that maybe we won't get the three and four edition of this that i would really like to see or those levels added to this because it really was pitch perfect the the upgraded models the graphics are beautiful and i can't even imagine how good they look on like an hdr tv because i know it has all that stuff um yeah, it just smooth as hell. Gameplay feels pitch perfect. Freaking loved it this year. Um, my number two is Half Life Alex. This is a game. Oh, that, that, well, I was hold excited. On, hold on. Time out, man. You want to talk about um, Tony Hawk? Sorry. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Tony Hawk. That's a game I, I wish I played a little bit more. I mean, I probably played a little bit mm-hmm. more this year. Because I did, I did I think enjoy I what heard I played. That they did an update where now all the missions can be reset and stuff like, or like with different characters. So it might be worth revisiting now for you. Oh, okay. Uh, well, well, thing is, we I think we we found the workaround on that where I just didn't connect online or something like that. I mm. just yeah. well, I, didn't, I didn't realize if that had ever worked for you or not. Oh yeah, that did. Uh, so, but. I mean, what I was about to say. Yeah, I, yeah. This is yeah. I just didn't have time to play more of it, but I did enjoy what enjoy it. Um, I just got to get a handle of it because I still wasn't getting used to it, um, to the controls mm-hmm. of it. I was still learning, but I was I was getting a little handle on it. But I just needed more practice. I just didn't put enough enough time into it, and um, maybe this year I have more time to put into it because I do like that game. I mean, I, I mean, three was the one I played the most. Um, that was like mm-hmm. basically the first one I really played, and th- that was basically the first and only one. I don't think I ever tried it again, other than three. And I really, I, I played the shit out of three. All right, so and my number three, which I said I already said, but it was hate. It was um, no, my fault. No, my number three was Doom. So 
What's your number two? All right, my number two is Half-Life Alex. This is one that just kind of... I was excited about for multiple reasons. I was excited because it was a new Half-Life thing, and I was also excited because it was VR, and I could you know, set my shit back up and get that going and have something like a full experience instead of some of these more like casual play around things with like an actual game designed for VR. Um, and then it just turned out that either my system isn't up to par or it just doesn't, you know, cooperate for some reason. So I didn't really actually get a chance to play that game. Um, and that's kind of, you know, the disappointment I had this year. Um, but I'm still very excited to one day play that. I don't know when or how that's going to be. Um, but hopefully I get there one day, even if it just ends up being that it comes in 2d to the PC, which I don't necessarily expect it to do. It sounds like the VR stuff is pretty, you know, a pretty important part of that game. And that's how I would like to experience it. But you know, is what it is. Dominic sometimes shit just doesn't work out. Yeah. Yeah, my number two, what you already said, was Hades. So now we get into our number one. So I guess it would be me because your number one was Spider-Man yeah. Miles Morales, right? Yeah, yep. So yeah, my so number one, yeah, my number one is Yakuza Like a Dragon because nice. I I really like the Yakuza series, and for what I've seen mm. from Like a Dragon and the way they change it up to be more of a like an RPG um, was not a bad thing. It actually seemed pretty interesting. And it seems like the story is still there. Like the comical, like the, the comedy of the story sometimes, which is Yakuza has, and then the series mixing it with the seriousness of the main story. It seems like that is still there. It seems like, um, it seems like very exciting. Like I want to try that game out uh, mm-hmm. eventually. Uh, after after I finish all of the Yakuza, since they are coming out soon, I'll probably get my hands on that game. But and then yeah, by that I'm, time they'll be on Game Pass. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm hoping. I'm hoping it be on Game Pass <laughs> by then, so I don't have to buy it. But yeah, I mean, it, it just like they really changed it up a bit. Like people were scared. Like, oh no, it's like, is this still going to be all right? Games since they really changing the mechanics, and they did. And it sounds like people were really excited about this game. I was like, man, I, yeah. I it's got me excited. I was like, man, but I want to beat these other Yakuza games first. But yeah, I think I would really love this game. From what I've seen, I think I would really love Like a Dragon uh, a whole lot. The thing is, I haven't looked too much into it because I didn't want to spoil a lot of stuff for me. So that's really why I can't really say much on it. But mm. for what the, the, few, the few things I have seen of it, it's like, like graphic looks great. Um the guy looks funny with the hair too. I mean, you can see that. Um, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. it just looks like it's, it's, just, it's having like a fun, good time. Like it's just having a good time in that game. Um, for what I've seen people play, so yeah, I figured like you know what? I think that would have been my number one. I say that I played all these games. I feel like this would have been my number one game for that year. So yeah, I could absolutely see that. So I guess that is it for our half-ass top ten. But yes, say what's our real game of the year for 2020? As in, what was our our favorite game of that that we played for the first time in 2020? It doesn't have to be that it released in 2020, but it's the game you played in 2020 for the first time and you enjoyed the most that year. 
so what was the game for you in 2020? For me, I think it was it was pretty obviously control. I spent the last couple of months working my way through that game, and I was very impressed by by it. I, what? Not Tony I really Hawk? Enjoyed, wow. Yeah, I. I I think it's right up there, um, but I spent a lot more time with Control. I really just kind of speed ran Tony Hawk and then ran out of stuff to do. Honestly, especially since since they messed up by not letting you do the different goals with um, with different skaters. I think had that been the case, I would have spent so much more time with that, and I I probably would have made that the game. Um, but yeah, control just it hit it hit so well with me because I, I really like action third person games. Um and then just all the the additional stuff of just all the powers that they gave you in that game, the atmosphere, the story kind of fell flat on me a little bit. It it seems like the weakest part of that game, but the atmosphere, the gameplay, everything else about it, I thought was really top notch. Yeah, yeah, I gotta, yeah, I gotta complete that game now because I did like what, what I played at that game too. Like, it felt awesome. I mean, it felt powerful. Um, like you had, you was like a Jedi, a modern day Jedi. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> but the game, I guess, the top game for me for twenty twenty would be um, Doom Eternal. I think Doom Eternal okay. would be my, it's my real number one. That's the game I mostly enjoyed that year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't think of no other game I really enjoyed that year as much as that that I played. That I was really into. Yeah, I, yeah, that has been my yeah. I think Doom Eternal is probably my number one game of the year. I mean, I already spoke on it, so I, I don't need to go too deep on it. Gotcha. But yeah. <laughs> All right, so that was our games of the year. But you know, we gotta have a definitive podcast game of the year. Uh, but before we get to that. It's one thing that's missing off our list that was on a lot of other people's lists. At least on their list. It's even people's, even uh, other websites or people's number one game of the year. And we didn't even have it on our top ten, which was The Last of Us Part Two. And, I, I mean, you heard my discussions of it. Why I didn't... Well, why I wasn't really excited about playing it because I did recently play The Last of Us uh, Part 1 mm-hmm. and I didn't really enjoy the gameplay. I, I wasn't really uh, enthralled with the combat of the game. The story I did like. I, I yeah. really I really like the story. A fantastic uh, I mean, I mean, movie. I could, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. Uh, it, me, I, I love it. And I even hear they're about to do a TV series or a movie of one or the other. I think it's maybe yeah, a TV series. Yeah, I think HBO is doing a mini series. Yeah, which I'm not too excited for because I'm like, uh, I've already seen it. Right. Right. Are I mean, you just going to tell me the same story? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I, that's what I want to know. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not really excited for that. So, but but anyway, it, it is a uh, a great story. Like if for video for a video game, I think it's a great story. Um, the second one, for what I saw so far, it was interesting. It was an interesting story. It was pretty good. But knowing how the gameplay was in the first one, I don't see it really being like better for me mm-hmm. in the second one. It's still that 
type of stealth slow action, which only a few games have really tickled my fancy in that. Like, that's really got me to really enjoy playing that. And some one of those games is like Metal Gear Solid 1 and 2. Um, and, and 3. And 3. I can say 3 too. Um, but I did like that series. Uh, like the gameplay, I liked... I actually enjoyed going through and um, the slow paces and taking out your enemy of that nature. Even some Assassin's Creed... Um, like in the early Assassin's Creeds, I enjoy doing that. Um, and um, there's probably a few other games I didn't mind the stealth in, but I don't know this game. I just oh, um, I mean the um, Horizon Zero Dawn, like going trying to track the dinosaurs, you know, mm, or yeah, the robotic dinosaurs of that nature. Uh, but and set up traps for them. But in this, I don't know. I just didn't... I just didn't really enjoy it. I was, like, what, I was more of like, you know, I just want to shoot these guys. Like, I just want to shoot. Like, I just... I want to play like it's Uncharted, when I know it's not Uncharted. Um, right. And just that when I did try to play it the way you're supposed to play it, it just felt too slow for me, and I was... I was like, I'm not having fun doing this. It's not... Having fun, and then when I forget seeing, I'm like, "Ah, oh, fuck!" I was like, "Oh, what a waste!" I could have just came in just blazing, yeah. or, or well, actually, I couldn't blaze because I don't have enough ammo. But I could have like shot and run and pick up stuff and shot again or something like that. Uh, but yeah, that that's the reason why. I mean, I think it's an okay game, but it's just not it's just not my t- cup of tea. It's not mm-hmm. my cup of tea. But but why didn't you have the Last of Us? Why didn't you have this on your top ten? I mean, it's a game that I still haven't even played the first one of, and that's a game that I do want to play, and I do want to play two at some point, barring me actually, you know, (laughs) not liking the gameplay like you, Um, because I never really got far enough in the first one to actually engage with that stuff. I played the first bit where you're kind of setting up the story, but I never actually got into any of the real combat encounters. Um, so I don't really know what that game is. I've always been enthralled by the story and then somehow until very recently, I actually was very, you know, didn't, hadn't actually had it spoiled or had it spoiled and just didn't remember, um, how that game concluded. So I was kind of like, Oh, you know, one of these days I'll get around to it. Um, and having the PS4 remaster, like one of these days I I do want to just kind of sit down and go through it. Um, but I just never made that time last year and the year went by so quickly. And there were so many other games that admittedly, I think even had I played that first game, I don't know that it would have really beaten any of the ones on, on my list. Um, maybe, maybe paper Mario and ghost of Tsushima, just because those two were kind of up in the air a little bit, but yeah, I, I just, it seems like a thing that has a really cool story, but the gameplay for me isn't necessarily there. And, and when I say cool story, I mean very well crafted story. <laughs> you know, it doesn't seem like it's like, oh, this is you know going to make me feel good about myself. And, it's, and maybe it's, it's that's a part Schindler of it list. too. It's a Schindler <laughs> list of video games. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So you know, <laughs> it, it's not something that I was like actively seeking out. I think the conversation we had last year was like. You know, I, I was interested in getting it, but then eventually, like, 
the the talk I heard of like Final Fantasy VII, even like the story for that and the way they changed that from the original game, actually intrigued me a little more. So if it's something that's like, eh, both of these gameplays I don't really like. Um, I could see myself liking uh, Last of Us a little bit more, maybe just because it is a little bit more action focused than you know the the kind of. Not really turn basey, but also not exactly smooth action, you know, gameplay of a Final Fantasy VII. Um, but that's me digressing, as always. But, but, but I, I would think you would like the gameplay on this because you you were, you like the stealth game. You liked um, Splinter Cell. Splinter Cell, yeah, yeah. And it really depends on on which direction they go with it because, like Splinter Cell. I liked, but like Metal Gear Solid, I didn't quite as much. And I think that was more because Splinter Cell was, that was kind of the entire focus of the game. Like there was story to it, but it was really just, and especially stuff like breaking the lights and and very intricate things like that. It was, it was almost like a puzzle game in a lot of ways. Whereas like a Metal Gear Solid was more of an action stealthy kind of thing. And I could see this being closer to that. Um, and, and then getting to a point where it's just like, okay, I just want to get to the story beats, you know, and, and not really engage with these freaking mushroom head things that keep attacking me or these deranged people. Um, it's a game that, you know, if I had a list of 11, it probably would have made it on there. Um, but just it wasn't really a top priority for me after a while. After after the hype kind of subsided, because, you know, you, you'll see me talk about it a lot. But, like, when a game comes out, I'm like, okay, everybody's talking about it. I'm interested in getting my hands on it. But then once the hype dies down a little bit, I'm, I'm usually like, oh, I've got all these other games that I need to put some attention in first. So, I mean, it definitely looks like a good game. I can see why other outlets may have it at the top or near the top of their list. Um, but for me, it's just not, not something I was looking for last year as far as mood or, you know, even just gameplay wise, really. All right. So, now we get to what is our decision to be the number one game of the podcast, the our top game, our f- top game for 2020 of the Super Ultra Podcast. And I guess really, if we're going to be fair, we have to see, we got a couple games on our list that are, that we have, that we have on both our lists, I should say. Um, but... It's probably best to do math. It's, um, yeah, we, uh, if we count use the votes, the, Dominic, count the votes. If you use like, what's where? Where is these games on our list? And then subtract it to make it see. Hey, what's the highest number at this? At the, we use subtract the numbers. That will be our game of the year. It looks like it was. It will be Miles Morales Spider Man or Spider Man Miles Morales. Um, will be our game of the year because that was your number one and that was my number five i think i believe because i only got my list open uh yeah i think that was my number five and doom unfortunately um which i would 
prefer it to be. <laughs> the but, electoral but college you, vote but, but, was for doom. But since you just have a horrible list and had that number one, <laughs> that's why we ended up with it. Uh, so welcome yes. to America, Dominic, where you never really get the choice you want when you vote, but you know, you, you deal with it and maybe Miles Morales passes a $15 minimum wage. Who knows? But yeah, so Spider-Man, uh, Miles Morales will be the super ultra podcast, half-ass game of the year. And I mean, I think it's fitting to call it the half-ass game of the year. Cause it is kind of a half-ass game, right? Yeah. exactly now we just need to make a trophy and then send it to insomniac and see if they'll you know talk about it on their twitter yeah exactly yeah say hey we got the half-ass game of the year from these guys who we never heard of thank you (laughs) (laughs) thank you so much so um yeah i guess that is it for a half-ass game of the year um list so what um you got anything else you want to say no, I think that's it for me. All right. Um, you can close it out. All right. If you like this podcast, guys, we've got normal podcasts weekly. You can check us out on Twitter. Dominic is at DStalworth5. I'm at RegulusMB. The podcast is at Superpod, S-U-P-A-P-O-D. Superpod.com is the website. You can find links to all the places where you can find our podcast, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube, where you may be seeing this, in fact. Um, there's usually gameplay behind the videos or some sort of footage from the game, as I'm sure Dominic will add in this one for games that we didn't necessarily play. Um, until next time, guys. See you later. All right, see you.